up, pick me up. There's like a yes. There's always this yes with being a parent. Um, and I think, you know, it's a little bit about, a little bit the same as what it's like to follow Jesus. That we make this initial yes, we make this initial yes to say, yes, God, I'm going to follow you, I'm going to choose to follow you. But then we kind of like forget a little bit or we don't really understand the fullness of of that and for what actually follow what following Jesus actually entails right and that there's an actual you know there's this initial yes but really if you really like go on this journey you'll find that there's continuous yeses there's this yes that we need to keep saying and so today I really want to talk about um, and if you're writing notes this morning the message is um, called the continuous yes So when I first made the decision to say yes to Jesus, I was a little bit naive, a little bit like what I was like becoming a mum. I kind of had this idea of like, okay, yes, you just say yes to Jesus and you become a Christian and and that's it. You know, I go to church like when I feel like it on a Sunday and, you know, it's going to be great. And there's just like this one time yes, like say yes, done. Right. That's the kind of like the the thought that I had. And I remember so clearly driving in my car the next day of making that decision. And I was thinking in my head like, oh, nothing's really going to change. Like I'm still going to be the same person, you know, like I'm still going to do this and do that. And, you know, I'll go to church and, you know, oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll serve and, you know, get more involved. But, you know, nothing's really going to change. Like I'm still the same person. I love what Jesus says about following him. In Luke 14, 33, in the message version, it says, Simply put, if you're not willing to take what is dearest to you, whether plants or people, and kiss it goodbye, you can't be my disciple. And the truth is, is that when we decide to follow Jesus, we lay down our worldview, we lay down our opinions, our logics, our desires, our wants, and we put them in the hands of Jesus and we trust that he has the best plans for us. Because following Jesus isn't just like this, um, we don't just invite him into um, our lives to make it better, or we don't just follow him one day of the week, or we don't just um, fit ourselves and our wants and desires around him when it's kind of beneficial to us. No, Jesus requires this wholehearted yes. And I think the ironic thing with that is, is that when we really fully let go of our lives, when we fully lay them down, that's when we find true life. In Mark 8, 34 to 37, says, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. If you're not in the drive, you're not in the driver's seat, I am. Don't run from suffering, embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way to saving yourself, your true self. What good would it do if, what good would it do to get everything that you want and lose you, the real you. What could you ever trade your soul for? Your true life is only found in Jesus. Shortly after my initial decision, this time that I had in the car was very quick for me. Shortly after, my yes shifted. My yes shifted into this wholehearted yes. 
And when I had that kind of shift, it was really because I really, truly understood how amazing God actually is, right? When you have that revelation of all God has done for us, when we have that revelation of God's love for us, revealed in Jesus, you know, when we bring that into remembrance, when we, when we really like think about what God has done through Jesus, that he gave the thing that he loved most for me and you, like we can be assured that God wants the best plan for us, right? He is trustworthy of our yes. And there is so much more life on the back end of having a continuous response of yes. And so today I really want to talk about how we can maintain the response God is after. So the first one is have an unconditional yes. Um, in the in the in Matthew four eighteen, it kind of tells a story of, and it's all about Jesus finding his first disciples, and he goes um, through walking through the shore of um, the Sea of Galilee, and he comes across two guys. It's um, Simon, who's also called Peter, and Andrew, and they're fishing, you know, doing their thing. And Jesus come comes along, and he says to them, "Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people." And it goes on to say that they left their nets at once and followed him. Like they left their nets at once. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine actually doing that? Like you're there working and then you just leave at once? Like I can't, I can't imagine doing that. Like to not actually be like, oh, I just, you know, need to go back and like tell my family like what I'm doing, you know? Or like, you know, there wasn't like cell phones back then, right? They couldn't just like text like, hey, like BRB, I'll be right back. Like, just hold, like, don't worry. I'm just hanging out with Jesus for, you know, a little while. And, and there was none of that. They just left at once and they went. And then it goes on to say that a little further up, he, um, Jesus again sees two other guys and they're with their, their father. And this is James and John. And they're, you know, sitting in their boat as they do. And um, he calls out to them to come to and it says that they immediately followed him leaving their boat and their father behind they immediately follow him so they go at once and then they immediately follow him there's no like oh what ifs you know they may have been thinking this but there was no like oh like can we you know can we pick this up tomorrow can like we meet back here tomorrow I just need to go back and type a few loose ends back here or anything they went at once And I think, you know, we need to have a yes that is like these disciples. This unconditional yes. You know, when Jesus calls us into something, how are we responding? Do we give him conditions? Or do we just go immediately? Do we make excuses or do we obey? Do we kind of delay and push back or do we trust? You know, Jesus doesn't want us to wait until all else fails before we say our yes. Um, My second point is be aware of familiarity. I really don't like saying that word. It's such a tongue-tie for me. Um, And with this point, I'll be honest, I've been really um, at war, I guess we can say, with, with sharing this point. 
Um, and I think, you know, it's quite a simple point, really. Like, don't get familiar with Jesus, really. Um, but every time I come to, like, uh, meditate on this and really think about it and really, like, you know, think about what God actually wants to say about this point, I really feel, felt like every single time that this one's a really big deal to God, that he doesn't want us to become familiar and so I've got a whole bunch of my notes here, but really I'm just kind of relying on the Holy Spirit to kind of lead me in the right direction. So just bear with me. <laughs> um, I can remember when I, f- when I first made that initial yes, and then I became into this, my yes shifted into this wholehearted yes. And I just got to add that I'm definitely still on a journey. Like I don't get it right all the time and I still make mistakes in that. But, um, you know, it's by God's grace, you know, he takes us on this journey. But when I had this, we had this revelation of of God and who he is and how good he is, I remember um, in that kind of initial time, and I don't know if you've experienced that as well, like I was, I guess you could say, like in Christianese terms, like on fire, (laughs) right? Like I was so seeking seeking God with everything that I had. I was so expectant. I remember praying for people and when I'd pray for healing, like I 100%, no doubts, really believed that in that moment they could be healed with whatever they had come to me with. I would, I was prophesying, like just constantly. I was having dreams. I remember just being so full of faith. I was just so willing to step into anything that God was calling me to whether it was like serving or whatever it is, I was just like, yes, 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 yes. But I think, you know, like for me, as time went on and and life kind of like catches up and we kind of continue on this journey, it's a little bit like when we start a relationship. You know, we start a relationship and and it's all fun and kind of, you know, like, you know, you look forward to it and you feel like all these butterflies and, you know, you go on dates and you spend this like beautiful time together. And as you know, like, and you probably found this if you got married or whether it's a friendship or whatever it is, as time kind of like carries on, you get familiar with that person the relationship kind of changes right but you know we kind of can do the same with Jesus we can get familiar with walking with him so familiar that we start to drift off what God is calling us into we kind of can drift from the plans that he has for our lives we can drift from what he has called us as a church to do we can kind of make excuses, and so, and so for me, it's just like waking up on a Sunday. I was like, mm, a bit tired. Can't be bothered going to church. Or I was like, oh, I really should be praying for that person, but mm, I'll do that later. You know, and it can kind of like we can get like that. We can kind of like become so familiar that there's not this like expectant, like this fullness that God wants us to walk in and be. I kind of, I, it was just before I go into that, no, I'll say it, um, thinking about this, <laughs> sorry, I was thinking about this obviously a lot at this point, and I just got the sense that there's someone here today, and um, they had a prophecy spoken over them, they had some words spoken over them years ago. And I feel like that was quite something that was quite significant. 
like something that God was calling you into. And I feel like as you've come, become familiar with Jesus, you know, life kind of gets in the way, the cares of the world kind of come up. There, there's been this drift and we've kind of missed that, that yes from that, from that time. And I feel like there's someone here today that um, I just want to remind you that if, what, if you've missed a yes at all, that God's got grace for you and he'll always um, give you another opportunity. And I feel like today he is calling you back to that and he wants um, to use me today to bring that into remembrance. So I don't know who that is or um, if there's even anyone here that has that. But um, yeah, I just want to encourage you with that, that um, to realign yourself back with God, um, to step away from becoming familiar with him and um, yeah, just to seek him, put him in the forefront. When we fully embrace God, when we are a people that puts God at the focus, when we're not familiar with God, when we're kind of like, you know, when I was like when I first said yes to Jesus and there's like this excitement, it's like a new relationship, that's when we see things like salvations, baptisms, people being healed, people being set free from things that they've been carried. And I want us to be a church that, that we're not a familiar church, that we're not people that walk here on a Sunday and we're like, oh yeah, you know, this is really nice, so you have a nice time and have a coffee and chat with a few people and then we go home back to our lives. But we come here to church and we are expectant for God to move, that we are expectant for, to come to this place and to be healed, that we, are expect, that we come expecting for God to change lives radically, not just in like a, oh, that was a really nice point and I'm going to go away and probably forget about that, but like radically change. Thanks. <laughs> In Hebrews 2.1 it says this, it's crucial that we keep a firm grip of what we've heard so that we don't drift off. If the old message delivered by the angels was valid and nobody got away with anything, do you think we can risk neglecting this latest message, this magnificent salvation. We need to keep a firm grip on what we know. We need to keep Jesus at the forefront. You know, I don't want us to be a people that risk neglecting such a great gift from God. You know, our salvation is sacred and it's magnificent and I don't want us to be a people that just treats it as common. Cool. Leave that one there. Next point is stay on the course, okay? Stay on the course because as we go throughout this walk in Christian life, there's going to be tests. There's going to be tests of our, of our face. I mean, Jesus was tested, right? Just after he was baptized, he went away in the wilderness for 40 days where he was tested. And there's Abraham that was tested with his son Isaac that he was going to have to... Um, pretty much offer him up for like a sacrifice. He was tested. In 1 Peter 1.7 it says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. 
It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Through your faith is far more precious than mere gold. You know, when we are tested, will we remain faithful when things don't go our way? Will we be obedient in the waiting? Will we still praise God when we don't understand? Will we say no to the pleasures and the cares of the world? And will we endure? Because we're going to be tested. That's just a part of this walk. It's part of this journey. And that's why we are so big on like small groups and community here because um, we know that, you know, just because we've become Christians doesn't mean that everything's going to be handed to us on a silver platter. There's going to be trials. There's going to be tests. And to do that and to walk through these tests well, we need to be in community. We need to be doing this alongside other people. So we need to stay on the course. You know, I really believe there is great blessing on the other side of testing. James 1.12 says, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. You know, I don't really like to shine much light on... um, the tempter, I'll say, the devil, because, <laughs> you know, boo. Um, but, you know, there, there, <laughs> but there is, um, there is a fact, right? There is a tempter out there. And, you know, in the Bible, it says that he appears as an angel of light. He appears to us as someone, something that is good. God uses, uh, the devil uses things that appear as good to Take us away from what God is calling us into. And we just need to be aware of that. Uh, next point is be okay without knowing the details. Be okay without knowing the details. Hebrews 11.8, it says, By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. So even though he did not know where he was going. You know, when we say yes, when, when we're kind of coming up to a yes, God doesn't, of, doesn't very often lay out all the details of what that yes is going to bring. You know, and this just reminds me of when Sam and I became um, pastors of this community. Um, you know, obviously that's a pretty big thing. To, to step into pastoring and leading a church is a really big deal you know it's not something that I um you know we took lightly and when like obviously with that you know you want to like for us we were praying and praying and praying like God we're only going to do this if you're saying yes you know like and you need to confirm that through people through visions through dreams however you are like signs wonders like please God you need to confirm it in multiple places, like we were looking for these things. I've been like, you know, and like seeking this. Like when we'd like go and speak to people, we're like, God, oh, do they know? Like, are they going to say something? Or when we get prayer in that time, we're like, oh, are they going to say, I see you guys as leaders of, you know, we were like looking for this like massive confirmation of this is what we should step into. And, and at the time, um, our daughter Ivy, she was not even, 
I don't know, I think she was like 10 days old when this kind of all came about and when this, um, when this question was kind of came to us around us taking this on. And, and so obviously like 10 days in to, um, you know, bringing a baby into the world, first baby, um, that was a lot. <laughs> and I was kind of like, man, I'm, I, you know, I'm a mum now and I've got this little thing that I don't know what to do with. And, and now you want me to be a pastor and I don't know how to do that. Like, um, and so for me, I was just like, God, there's just no way I can do this on my own. Like, I can't. Like, I'm like, surely not. <laughs> not me. But I just heard God say, yes. Whenever I would seek, whenever I would pray, I just heard yes. Yes, yes, yes. Nothing else, just yes. I was like, God, you've got to download a vision to me. I've got to lead this church into something new. What's this vision? Like, what do you want me to do with this church? (laughs) And I just, but I didn't hear anything. I was like, okay, God, I need something a little bit more. But I just heard this yes, just this yes. And now kind of like looking back on that time, like I I can really see what God was saying to me. And that he was just saying, like, you don't need to know all the details. You don't need to know what's going to come. You don't need to know the vision right now. All you need to say is yes. But it wasn't enough for me because I didn't know all the details of what that was going to be. I was so busy being a new mom. I was like, oh my God, I need more. But he was like, no, you don't need to know any more of the details. You just need to know yes. And so I don't know if there's um, a yes that you need to say and maybe you're like, Ooh, but what's gonna X, Y, and Z gonna look like? I just want to encourage you and to remind you that you don't need to know the details. You just need to trust in God. He is worthy of our full trust. And when you say yes, everything will just fall into place. I'm not saying that'll be easy, <laughs> but it will, because that's God's plan for your life. And lastly, my point is keep saying yes. Our journey with God is a series of continuous yeses. And kind of like what I said before, the beautiful thing about um, God is that if we've missed saying yes, he's always going to give us more opportunities. And we just need to keep aligning ourselves back in with God. And so I don't know what your next yes is, and I'm just going to list a few um, for fun. But... (laughs) It could be things like baptism. could be making Sundays a priority, joining a small group and committing to living in community. could be forgiving, asking for forgiveness, giving, honouring God with a tithe and, and committing to a life of generosity. Maybe it's just like saying yes to, to what you feel like God's calling you into. could be fasting, Worshipping with your body, reading your Bible, serving, and anything else that I've missed, maybe there's a yes that you feel like is on your heart this morning. But with each of these things, whatever God is calling you into, I can guarantee you that there is so much more on the other side of yes. So I just want to leave us this morning with two questions for us to think about. And the first one is, what would it look like if we as a community said yes to God? No what ifs, no strings attached, just yes. 
And does God have your yes? I just want to pray for us this morning. Oh, worship team can come up. Thanks. Forgot about you guys. Sorry. You guys are awesome. Mm-hmm. God, we just commit our yes to you. Lord, we thank you that there's not just a one yes with our salvation, but there's a continuous yes that you want us to, to walk into. That by saying yes to you continuously, that you are bringing us a step closer into all that you have planned for us. We thank you that you care for us, that you love us. And God, you are worthy of all of our yeses. You are the creator. You are unfoundedly wise. And we just trust you with our yes this morning. And Lord, I just specifically pray for the people here or the person here this morning that may have missed a yes in a prophecy some time ago. Lord, would you just bring that back into fruition? That we just, yeah, I declare that that prophecy just comes alive again for that person, Lord that you just bring that into their hearts. And Lord, would they just step into that right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, God. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen.